The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? Uh, Folks, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Middle Earth. And you can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth. So our main topic today, uh, Father Corey, is something that you, I saw that you posted on our mm-hmm. Discord. Uh, we're talking about the must-have bare minimum apps and features you'd accept on your smartphone. And I want to start with why you asked this question, why you put this out there, sure. and what you're working on here. So a project I'd like to do is figure out how tightly you can dumb down a smartphone, specifically mine. Um, one concern I have with myself, and I know a lot of people do, is we spend too much time staring at these stupid chunks of plastic and glass, and we we don't um, we're, we're distracted by them. You know, there's so many distractions, games and messaging apps, and this thing and that store and this place and that you know all this stuff that we've got. And I want to strip my phone down to what do I absolutely need for my day to day life. So there's gonna be some things that are you know, great features of smartphones. I want to get off of it, or at least I want to lock down so that it's not so easily accessible um, and just make my phone. And what, what kind of prompted this was looking at some of the dumb smartphones that are out there that like the wise phone is a big one that was uh, been promoted and it's got some great features, but it's missing things I need. You know, um, there's, there's stuff that I just, I need in my day-to-day life that it's, it's essential for my job. It's essential for my life. and so. This is to try to take uh, my Pixel phone and turn it into kind of the the equivalent. Okay, and uh, so and it's an interesting when as soon as you posted this, I thought, wow, this is an interesting idea. And we asked some of our uh, you know uh, listeners who are on the Discord, you know, the, we, yep. what they came up with, and I came up with a list, and um, uh, and I'll share some of what our our Discord uh, listeners offered mm-hmm. uh, after we talk about ours, uh, but. You know, I was trying to think of what would be my criteria for this, because I when I look at my phone, I have something like 150 apps on it or something. The right. vast majority of what I never use uh, of I, I never use, um, but they're there because I may use them or they'll I'll, occasionally. <laughs> that's an interesting feature or whatever. Let's uh, say, you know, you accumulate them. The phones are so large and whatever. Um, so. It was hard to narrow it down, in fact. Yeah, I, I look at all of our lists and they can be somewhat extensive and everyone's is going to be different. I mean, some I think mm-hmm. we all have some the same, uh, but, you know, when you get into it, they, they start to differ. And and then I start looking at your guys lists and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I really need to have that, too. Oh, and I kind of yeah. need that, too. And it, be, <laughs> and it starts growing again. Uh, but so the question is, is, what is your criteria? How do you. You know, like just to begin with, before we start talking about the apps and features themselves, 
what criteria? So you give your criteria, Father Corey, like the mm-hmm. you're trying to reduce distractions. Joanne, what is your criteria for what you have to keep? My criteria is things that make my life easier and I need for work. So I will need different things at being both a, a musician and someone who works in a church than other people will need. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm looking at my general right now and I have 246 apps <laughs> on my yeah. phone. And I know that that is because when I see an app or I hear an app from somebody else that they say, this is a good app. I say, oh, let me get that and see if I'm going to need it. You know, 246 apps later, I don't need all those either. So this is very intriguing because I would like to pare things down, but I don't know how bare bones I can get because there are those specifically Catholic things that I need and then music, you know, like metronomes that no one else would need. Mm -hmm. But so it's going to, I think your mileage is going to vary depending. And yeah, and I'm, you know, the Catholic things (laughs) really went out. I just remembered one of them adding to my list real quick. (laughs) And that should be on my list as well. Mine too. That's why I saw it. (laughs) But see, that's just it. I think we do get very tied up though in when we hear that uh, an app is good, we want to get it before we forget it. Yes. You know, because it's easy to forget it or put it in a list and then forget that list. So, yeah. So, Joanne, um, how many did you, apps did you say you had? 246. So, you, and you heard what my estimate off the top of my head was, 140 mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, I just looked. Mm-hmm. I have 363 <laughs> apps oh, on my phone. Oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are all those apps? Yeah, exactly. I, I just looked. I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at 291, so I'm not far behind. <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. So, yeah. CC, you forget how many apps there really are. You don't phone. realize, yeah. And that was that was part of the process as I was going through this and looking at my apps. And it's like, oh, I forgot I had downloaded that one. I forgot about that. One. Why do I have this one? What is this app? <laughs> and oh, the funny thing is, is as I was, uh, you know, I, I was upgrading to my iPhone 15, you know, last month the, in the process of preparing. I was deleting apps. So I had even mm. more apps, apparently, oh. on there. I, I've been paring it down. So, yeah. And then there are the ones that are broken. And you don't realize it till you go and use it. It's like, right. oh, gee, they discontinued this app. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, and we're, you know, oh, it doesn't work past iOS 15 or whatever. Uh, so we should mention, which, you know, remind folks what devices we're using because I don't make a difference in the apps and features. Mm-hmm. So I've got an iOS, uh, I've got an iPhone 15 with uh, yeah, iOS, whatever the latest 17 on it. And Joanne, did you, what are you working on? I have not upgraded yet. I've, I'm, an, I'm an iPhone 13 uh, Pro with, um, 17.1.1, okay. I think, at this point. And, and Father Corey, you said your Google Pixel? I am on, I've got the Pixel 7 Pro, and it's running uh, Android 14, which is the latest version. Okay. So, you know, as folks hear us talking about things, that they'll they'll keep that in mind, the differences that we're, that we're working with here. Uh, so, Father, since it was your, your idea, what have you paired your must-haves, uh, apps and features down to? Well, I've got, you know, of course, there's there's ones that I think are going to be common for all of us. We know this, you know, things like phone, although I wouldn't mind accident, accidentally leaving the phone <laughs> call functionary on. I don't like talking on the phone. I never have. Um, but, you know, messages, camera, things like that, you know, these are things that we're all going to use for one sort or another. Uh, big one, the, the big one that really kind of set me on this track was a calendar. In the online calendar, whether you use Google Calendar or in my case, I use Proton Mail and Calendar. 
and both those apps would not be available on a on a dumb phone, dumb smartphone. But they are something I use every day and need every day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, my calendar is in Proton, and so I need that ability ability to look at my phone and see my calendar. That is the downside of these, like. The, the, so what we should mention is like, like you, you and you, we already said it uh, just to reiterate, there are these vendors selling these Android phones that are intentionally stripped down for this purpose, because uh, for yep. people who don't want all of the social media and games and all that other stuff that sucks us into the phones, like, but they, they know they need a phone, but there's often so stripped down and locked down that you, you have to use whatever services they've let sneak through their, mm-hmm. their, their walled garden. Um, and so Proton is a service, an email calendar, and um, uh, what's the third thing? Email they calendar. got VPN. They got yeah. like a Google Docs type equivalent, or not Docs, but Google right. Drives type equivalent, things like that. But they're very secure. We've talked about them recently in one of our episodes. They're very secure. Uh, they they they're located in Switzerland, and therefore S- Switzerland. Yeah, and yeah. They're involved like with CERN, you know. The, yeah. the, they they don't respond to a, a subpoenas from the U.S. government, that sort of thing. So it's very secure. Uh, so that can't get through. So I agree. Uh, you know, like and, and for me, like the phone and camera are base level. They come with the phone. And I and, you know, I suppose if you're under the age of 25, phone is your 30. Phone is much less of an important thing because you know, people <laughs> do not make phone calls or take phone calls. It's kind of funny. Uh, they might not have phone on their list. But certainly camera is for me. Uh, I agree with you on that. And when you say calendar, yeah, I, I, my calendar is on there. And if I had to um, just have one calendar, um, I use Fantastical. Uh, mm. And and in my list, I say like the the primary. And if I had to take an alternate, the built-in Apple Calendar would be sufficient for me. I could get by with that, but I prefer Fantastical. Um, how about you, Joanne, on those categories, phone, camera, calendar, messages? Yeah, well, I'm I'm the strange one because I work at home part of my time. So I have my work phone app. Mm. So I have two phones that ring on my on my little iPhone here. And believe me, I know the difference between the two. Um, mm. Camera, I'm using the standard Apple because that yep. works really well yeah. uh, for me and even in, in video recording. Uh, email, I am using airmail. I started using that a while ago because I liked the folder function was a lot better than, than the regular Apple mail at the time, but I still have to use Apple mail at work. So that drives me a little crazy and calendar. I have to use a Google calendar Mm -hmm. because of work as well as my regular Apple calendar. I tried fantastical, got me a little crazy. So I said, (laughs) forget that. Um, you can import, you can have the Google Calendar in the Apple Calendar, right. but is it just better to keep them separate for you? Oh, when you see the categories, I have to deal with, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's, believe me, I can get so messed up between my own personal calendar and the church calendar that has three churches attached to it. Right. An internal calendar, mm-hmm. the pastor's calendar. No, I don't want all that in my Gotcha. On my Apple calendar. So, yeah, see, everybody has specific needs. Yep. 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 Exactly. Joanne mentioned email, Father. What do you, what is uh, your, what do you, your must have for email? And, and I assume email must yeah. is a must have. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and that's 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 again going to Proton. Now I have I have Gmail accounts, of course. You know, um, we di- different different sites and different organizations use Gmail. Um, but uh, for for my personal email, my frcory.org email address, I use Proton, and that's why I've signed up with that. So I have to have the Proton email app because um, for those who don't know, it's it's encrypted between device and server. It's actually encrypted on the server. The email is so that's part of the reason why they can't give out the information to authorities because they can't see it. Right. And so, um, yeah, I need, so I need that proton email so I can get my frcory.org email, which is my primary email address. That's where mm-hmm. most of my email comes through that I need to deal with as part of my job. Is that a subscription? It is. I can't yeah. remember how much it is. It's not terribly not expensive. Very competitive with Google. Uh, frankly, if you have a Google account like you can have a free google email i suppose but uh i found that very quickly i needed to pay google to have enough space for you know everything Uh, and uh, it's very competitive with what google charges for a personal email yeah so you can do a free free account free email account just gives you one free address but it won't let you do a domain uh but it's like four dollars a month for with for their mail plus which is what i have yes no it's cheap yeah, and I, email is also on my list of must-haves uh, on on my phone, and uh, I just use the Apple Mail app. I have used many mail apps. I go back to the days on my Mac of Claris Emailer, <laughs> which was a fantastic. Well, actually, it was originally Fog City Mail Mailer, uh, so that takes me way back. And uh, I've used all kinds of mail apps. I've used Airmail. I've used mm, what was the other one? There's another one that's popular. But I I keep coming back to to mail app because Apple's got some really good features for like connecting with things that those apps can't do. And I've I ran into an issue with AirMail that that kind of put me off on them. They may have fixed it, but I had like syncing issues where things were were kind of getting wonky between different devices, my phone mm-hmm. and my Mac, and I was like. I don't want to deal with this, and it just was it wasn't working. Uh, and then they came up with a subscription model. I'm like. I don't really want to do like mail is good enough for me that I don't need to pay a subscription for theirs. Like I'll pay a subscription for fantastic Cal because it's, it, it is fantastic Cal, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to pay one for, for my, for uh, air mail. Cause it just wasn't enough for me. It's gotten better. Okay. It is. A, it is a little slower than, than the Apple mail. And I keep teetering when it comes to subscription time, whether or not I want to. So if February rolls around again, that may be something that goes because everything's been going up. Yeah. So um, I, I have to admit, I wish uh, Thunderbird, you know, good old Mozilla yes. Thunderbird. I wish that was available on phones because that's that's what I use for my desktop email. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still great. And they've actually done a lot of updates on it to make it look better because you remember oh, it good. looked. Yeah. You know, because it looks it right out of the 90s. Yeah. Uh, no, they've, they've been doing a lot recently to really update it. You know, it was, it was going to be a dead project, what, five, six years ago. Yeah. Like Mozilla was going to drop it altogether. And people stepped up and now it's really good. I wish they had that for phone. Mozilla, if you're listening. Yes. You Thunderbird for phone. That's right. Uh, so we should probably we've got, we our lists are much longer than this, so we should probably um, yep. go through them pretty more rapidly than we are have. So let's uh, let's talk about Father Corey the other things that you need to have on your phone that you've dis- well, decided. Yeah, I'm I'm going to group this kind of as outdoor stuff or you know outside the house stuff, but weather and travel apps. And yep. so of course you know for a weather app, you know of course both iOS and uh, Android come with built in weather stuff. 
But usually there's aftermarket apps that are better. And I like AccuWeathers. Mm. I, I use AccuWeathers because it's, it, it's just, it works really well. Of course, it's, it's weather, weather Channel now, but it, it used to be separate, but it's, it's Weather Channel now. But it, it's, it's, it's a really good app, weather app. It's got all everything I need. Um, and then travel apps, of course, Google Maps. That's that, you know, Apple would like to say otherwise, but Google Maps is still the standard. Uh, road condition apps, you know, uh, here in Montana, especially, this is the time of year. You need to find out what your road conditions are like, because there might be times you're going to be seeing that white stuff on it. Um, fuel apps, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, yes. but that's a way to save money on fuel because you can use the apps and save some money. Uh, and then Great Falls has, uh, you know, uses one of the city parking apps. You know, they've got meters downtown and they use those city parking apps. So mm. those those are things that are kind of essential because I go to Great Falls generally about once a week and I might have to use the meters. There is like in, in the Boston area, there's like five different apps because everybody, every city's Cambridge, Somerville, Boston, they all have their own parking apps. And I'm like, so you got to have them all, you know, in order to do it. Yep. Um, I didn't put those on my list, though, the parking apps. And because I feel like I could get by without them. Like I like like. If if I'm going must have, if I'm being really rigid about it, I don't know that I would put them on my must have. Um, I could get by without them, but certainly for me, weather and for and for me, my preferred uh, weather mm-hmm. app is Carrot Weather. Um, and Apple Weather's okay, but I'd, I'd go with Carrot Weather. And then for travel, uh, for maps, which is on my must have, um, I prefer Apple Maps. Uh, Waze is owned by Google. Uh, uh, there are some functions and ways that pull like off your calendar. So it will, it will suggest the route at the time you like, you need to mm-hmm. leave, you know, so it'll do that too. So I like that. Uh, by the way, speaking of weather apps, there is a uh, website forecastadvisor.com that will tell you who has the most accurate forecast for your location. Um, and so, hmm. uh, so your weather apps will use different sources at Carrot Weather lets you choose from among diff- the sources, which is really nice. Yeah, if it's a paid subscription thing, so I, I they have different levels, and I'm at the level where I can choose my source. Uh, but if you just want to find the one that works for you, you, search find out which one's most accurate where you are, and and use that app. But um, so that's what I what I do for tr- uh, outdoor. That's a, it's, uh, I don't think I have any other sort of outdoorsy. Uh, apps on my must-have. What about you, Joanne? Um, I I tried Carrot Weather. <laughs> I couldn't. It, it was snarky as all. Oh, you can turn out. that off. I've turned that off. I know you can turn yeah. the snark <laughs> off, but um, I, I've stuck with the Weather Channel. I try, I'm, I'm trying to avoid subscription as much as I can, but they keep turning off basic things. So it's like, I just stick with Apple Weather right now, which is, used to be Dark Sky, which I still miss very much. Mm. Um, and as far as travel, oh, um, I'm in Apple Maps. It's just easier that way. But I do use Gas Buddy, which is my best comparison shopping for gas. Because right now around here, you can I see gas anywhere from three sixty five to two ninety nine. Yes. So it's like you got to know where it is, and is it going to cost you more gas to get to the cheap one or not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, usually does. Yeah, I also have, um, and this I also have Shell Rewards that go with you that go with other things like Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. will throw points in, Stop and Shop, which is our local supermarket, will throw points in, and those are always good for redeeming at Shell stations to get you know forty, fifty, seventy five cents off your gas 
Yeah. And I like that a lot. As far as city parking, I stay away from them. <laughs> I try when I go into the city, I, 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 I'm not going to deal with that. Just like I don't have a T, I don't have a T app anymore because I don't mm-hmm. do that subway, you know, transit, yeah, do yep. subway, subway stuff anymore. So it's but Apple Maps, as far as travel is concerned, Google Maps drove me a little buggy. Mm. But that's again me, and that could have been an earlier version mm. of Google Maps, and then I went to Apple Maps and stayed there. Yeah. So, but these again, what works for people, and plus it also works on my watch. And, that's the big one for me is the Apple yeah. the Apple Maps puts it on my watch, and that's that's uh, really handy without having to look at the phone. It just mm-hmm. right there. Um, you know, one thing that three of us were all making a podcast, so we all like podcasts, and I, I assume. Podcast yep. is all on your list. What, what what did you choose for a podcast player, Father Corey? Well, I would have put Google Podcasts, but Google, of course, is being Google and killing <laughs> off a perfectly good service. Yeah. Rip Google Reader. Um, <laughs> Too soon. But, uh, for pod- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, for podcasts, I, I, I moved over to Pocket Cast because it's, it's one of those oh, yeah. where they have the the website front end, you can do all your podcasts through the website or through the app. It it's does the app. syncing and everything really nicely. Mm-hmm. And so uh pocket cast is a month must, I didn't put it down here, but also audible for audiobooks. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, you're, another, on, you know, another, you're on the road a lot. Uh, I mean, the people should know yeah. you you're in your car traveling around in your very large territory in Montana that you yep. serve. So I can understand that sort of stuff is, is a must have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, my, my Sundays are 25 miles each way on Gravel Road, literally, Ooh. because it's the shortcut. Mm-hmm. I could take the interstate then go through Great Falls to get to my other parish, but that takes longer. And, of course, it's more fuel and everything. I can take the gravel road. But either way, it's still 25 miles each way. That's still, you know, 40, 50 minutes worth of driving mm-hmm. each way or t- round trip. Um, if I have to go to a meeting in Billings, that's a four-hour drive, stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I need stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if, and you mentioned Pocket Cast, if Overcast didn't exist for the, the uh, iOS, Pocket Cast is a great, you know, third party uh, podcast app. Uh, I, I would think of that. Although I had Apple Podcasts, but I might change that as a secondary. Like Overcast is great. I, I love it and would never want it to go away. But um, I had Apple Podcasts as an alternate, but. I might look at podcast actually instead, but it's uh, interesting. Uh, how about you, Joanne, for podcasting? Yeah, Overcast is definitely my first choice, but my original choice was never Apple. It was Downcast, mm. and I and I like Downcast. But then Overcast came out; the features were better. Yeah, I even I even bought into Overcast at one point, which is now you know you know don't have to, but. Right. It's also a subscription somewhere in there for some other reason. Um, but I like all the features in Overcast. It works very, very seamlessly. It's always there. So, uh, yeah. We, yeah, Downcast is great. I use it for all my video podcasts. It's, it's an excellent for video podcasts. Um, so that's really good. Uh, so those are the like some basics. I think from here that we get some differences out there. Father mm-hmm. Corey, what what is like just you know rattle off you know what else is on your list? So big thing is banking, banking and uh, finance. So that you know each of my banks have different apps. You know what my credit card or my 
debit card or whatever, you know, different apps. You, you need those. Those are essential for security reasons. Obviously, I won't mention which banks, but you need the apps from your banks. Um, and then Google Wallet. I've got to, you know, with the rise of touchless, you know, touch NFC transactions, uh, have, being the wallet, you know, Apple Wallet, Google Wallet, same thing. Yeah. You know, being able to just take your phone and bring up your card and tap it and done. That is a big thing. Yeah. Is so is such a big convenience factor. And frankly, it's something I've, I've used a lot more than I thought I would. After 2020, you know, when that that's really what gave the touchless payment systems in America the big boost to the, you know, all that lockdown mm-hmm. stuff. So that's that's yep. that's good. Um, what else do you, what else do you have on your list? Uh, another one, of course, is the two factor authentication. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, everything now they always, you know, best security, best security is pa- the pass key where it's actually like, you know, the biometrics or something like yeah. that. But second best is having the two factor authentication. Of course, the phone is my authenticator tool. So I need to have that. You know, I, I use Authy for that. It works great, but I need to have that uh, home automation tools, Google Home. My garage door openers are Wi-Fi enabled. So that's those are definite, you know, must haves, you know, be able to control the lights, control the garage doors, stuff like that. Um, Google Docs, you know, again, use that for, use that for, I put my homilies in Google Docs mm. and then I'll use my iPad, but there have been times where my iPad is acting up. I forgot to charge it. <clears throat> um, something like that. Yeah. And I've actually had to use my phone to give my homily. It's not something I try to do, but I've done it. Mm. And then speaking of using your phone with religious things, iBrievery. Yes. You know, let, uh, let's put it this way. There are very few priests who use the books anymore. Right. Most priests use iBrievery. Yeah. Because it's so convenient. It's just so convenient. You, you don't, don't have, have to flip ribbons. You don't have to look it up. You don't it's have to right switch there. books during, as the seasons change. It's all right there. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. We use, um, we pray the, uh, my family does uh, evening, you know, night prayers with all of the, all the kids. And we do the night prayer out of iBrievery every night. And uh, yep. uh, it's so, great. so much, so convenient. I recommend it for families. It's a great, if you, you know, Rosary, a lot of families do, but we do we do night prayer, uh, which has been fantastic for us. Um, it's interesting. Um, uh, there's a few things in there that I'm like I might not say is a must have for me. Like um, even like home automation tools. Like I have other things I can control the home automation right. with, and so uh, I think I was doing like if I had to strip it all down, you know. And I think right. that was a different criteria for me. Like if if I had to, you know. If every if every app on there I had to pay for you know pay to have each additional app or you know what I mean uh, right that what ones would I do without so that that's very interesting well and and the reason I mentioned the home automation tools is because there are times when I need to do it remotely yeah yeah you know um, like my thermostat set that when I'm gone it goes into eco mode which means it'll it'll only turn on the the furnace if it gets below like fifty degrees right you know because if I'm gone for a few days I don't want it, it the house doesn't need to be that warm. Right. Um, but what, as I'm driving home, it's a good time to be able to hit the uh, turn on now button. Yeah. When you're a half hour, <laughs> an hour away, we do this um, every year. My brother has a pool party at his house on the 4th of July. And I have a reminder uh, at like four o'clock on the 4th of July to turn on the AC back at the house because we're, we're headed home. So make sure the AC is yep. on and it, the house is cooled down. Uh, yeah, that's that is actually an excellent feature. So, Joanne, what is what are the like? Go through the rest of the apps on your list and uh, tell us what you've got that are must-haves. Oh, definitely the banking apps. And see, I didn't even think about the wallet because the wallet for iPhone is right there. It's mm-hmm. It comes with the phone. So I would never think of not using it or not getting rid of it. And yes, it was my savior at the beginning of the pandemic. 
because I didn't have to touch anything. Yep. Yet they still <laughs> look at me, these young little youngins look at me when I bring up my watch and go to tap it. They go, wow, like, <laughs> you people are younger than me. Why aren't you doing this? I mean, like, seriously. Right. Because they're Venmoing everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, Two-factor authentication apps. I have five of them because I started at a time when Google used their own for to, to put it to Google. Adobe has their own for Adobe. You know, I'm trying to mm-hmm. consolidate now into one or two if I have to have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't like having five. Um, home automation, definitely. My only problem is I have some devices that will not pair in Apple. And I did not know that when I bought them. So I have to use their app. I'm talking to you wise. Get those balls and make them into Apple Home because that's a problem. Um, Prayers. uh, I use, and I've used it for 15 years. I started on 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 a PC with Universalis. Oh yeah, and I've I've kept that one. I had I bought it a long time ago, and it, it has a widget, so it's right oh. in front. So on my front page, so the minute I know what day, you know, Wednesday of week thirty-one in ordinary times today as we're recording. So, mm-hmm. but it always keeps me liturgically on par. Now, originally, when Universalis came out, they had their own translation of the liturgy hours. Have do they have the official one available now? They give you choices. So, like, originally they only had the Jerusalem Bible for readings. Now mm-hmm. you can get right. the New American. So I, I don't, while I don't use them for breviary, I use them for a lot right. of other things. So I use, them, I use it for daily mass readings, usually. Right. So, but I would, I, if they do, I would, I would think they have. Because they, they're an English company and they started, mm-hmm. you know, they started diversifying after they started getting a worldwide audience. Right. Well, that, that's just for, for, you know, as a priest, we're obligated to use the current translation. That's why I asked. Right. You know, the, the official translation. Yeah. That's why I right. asked. Exactly. And I, I have Google Docs, not because I want them, but because I have to use them for work. <laughs> um, but I have Office on my phone rather than Pages and only because more people send me things in Word. So if I want to open it right away, that's the best thing yep. to have on my phone. Right, right. They cover everything. Uh, I think so. I mean, they might. Uh, I'll. I'll I, I, there, I think some of mine may overlap with some of the ones. So you, I, I, you mentioned messages early on, Father. And if I had to, mm-hmm. messages are a vital communication tool. And um, if I had to choose, it would be the built-in messages app um, that does SMS and you know and does the iMessage. Um, the alternate might be if I couldn't use messages for whatever reason. I might choose WhatsApp, even though it's a meta product. Um, there are a mm-hmm. lot of people on WhatsApp. In fact, that's somehow my my brothers and sisters and I communicate. And and I have a friend in Italy. The only way I can not have to pay and she doesn't have to pay is by using WhatsApp. Yeah, right. But we both we use it. We use the phone feature. We oh. still talk on the phone. Oh, and that's another great aspect of it is you can use WhatsApp for right. phone calls and that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're right. I- yes. And I, I do believe WhatsApp on Android will do SMS as well. It can replace the Android okay. messages service. Oh, okay, cool. I believe. Yeah. Uh, of course, I turned that off because I, I, I like uh, the Google messages actually pretty good. Yeah. So 
my sister is the one sibling who's on an Android phone. The rest of us are all iPhone. So we've had to, you know, accommodate her by all going to WhatsApp. So we wow. she'd share photos and videos and they'd be postage stamp size because whatever is going on between because Apple, because Apple. Yeah. Um, I have music on mine. I find music to be a very important uh, function for you know, when I'm driving or, you know, around, uh, I mean, around the house, I wouldn't really need it. I've got home pods and, you know, other ways to listen to music, but, uh, I did put music on mine and I prefer Apple. If I had to choose another one, it would be Spotify. Those are really basically your two choices on, on an iPhone. Um, for a to-do list, uh, OmniFocus all the way, because I've been an OmniFocus guy from the beginning of OmniFocus, really, like oh, way back. Uh, I know that for a lot of people, it's it's a big, steep learning curve uh, to get in there. But I've my, everything in my life is in my work and my personal is in OmniFocus. So that's there. If I had to choose something else, the built-in reminders app on iPhone, on iOS, is pretty darn good. And, I, and um, I, you know, I, I could recommend it to folks. Um, I need a web browser. Um, there's a, I, in fact, I could replace a lot of apps with a web browser and just uh, access services via the browser and you really your only choice i mean you can get other browsers quote unquote on ios but they're all basically front ends for the same safari engine so i'm just use safari on mine um for no i i notes are important for me like taking notes keeping information at hand um drafts is fantastic for me for that uh i use that to, to i could use drafts for all the different ways i use notes i have a bunch of different apps that I use for different things. But if I had to consolidate to one, it would be drafts. Although notes, again, the Apple built-in notes has become very good. Uh, I use Apple notes, by the way, for all of my show notes and scripts for all of our podcasts. I, I put all those in there. And then uh, for two-factor authentication, I would say in my password manager, if I had to just pare it down, I would use one password. It can do two-factor authentication and keep and do pass keys these days. And also keep all of my you know usernames and passwords. Uh, if I had to, I could go with just the built-in uh, iOS feature of iCloud Keychain. I, I wouldn't love it; <laughs> I'd resent mm. it. But I, ha- I could do it if I had to. <laughs> um, so that those are the, that's my list. Now I understand that with the password man- manager. I went I went to uh, Bitwarden after uh, the lovely LastPass debacle. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and it has worked very well and, and I need it there also for passwords for work. Yeah. Um, yep. as far as notes are concerned, the only reason I'm on Apple notes is because I needed to sync everywhere Yeah. before I was a right. big Evernote fan and right. I was an Evernote for a long time and then they jacked, I know I'm, look, I'm not cheap, but I'm also not <laughs> going to sell my soul to every single subscription that comes along. Well, it's not only for for me, uh, let's do a little bit of an Evernote, a tiny Evernote rant. It's not okay. just that Evernote jacked the price. They also changed the product and removed right. features and they, they've they pivoted. They're, they're planning to do something different and they left me behind. And that's why I left Evernote. Mm. Right. And as far as to do apps, I use one called Clear. Mm. And I know it's, it's, it's just a tiny little thing. It's for to-dos. And I think the thing that's always made me like it is that as you swipe around, it makes a little chime. So I like to yep. hear that little chime when I know something's done. Whatever dopamine mm-hmm. hit gets you to do the things you need that's to do. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so I want to mention what... Oh, go ahead, Father Corey, before I go. Oh, I was going to say, for, for me, for to-dos, I actually just use the Google to-do function. Yep. You can 
Google, okay. it's built into Android. Yeah. So that's that's what I use, and it works pretty well. And we've forgotten one thing that we all use that we need to have here at SQPN, and that's Slack. Yeah. Uh, although if I had to, you know, I would get I wouldn't put it on my phone if I could, if I, if it came down yeah. to it and I would just use Slack on my computer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had to. See, that's uh, that, that was actually a decision I made with like, I don't have web browsers. I don't have that listed. I don't have Discord or Slack or uh, anything like that because I do all that on my desktop. So when okay. I visit sqpn.com slash discord to sign up for our discord server, got to get that promo, promo <laughs> in. Um, <laughs> when I visit our discord server, I do it through my desktop. I don't do it through my phone. I, I, right. Although I, you know, I use like the swipe keyboard, I still find it easier to use like an actual keyboard when I'm typing on something like discord or Slack. I'm old enough where that's true. <laughs> and, and, I'm, I'm there too. <laughs> no. And, and there are apps that I will, I can't use on my phone anymore. I have to use it on an iPad. Because I can't read it. Yeah. Right. Some of the, yeah. Some of these apps have gotten. Like, like Reddit, Discord. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. And, and, and speaking of the, the Discord, uh, before we get to our list of Discords, I do want to say one thing that is not on my list. Phone games. Yeah. No Ooh. solitaire. No Sudoku. No, none of that. Yeah. Yeah. That has, that's my biggest time waste is sitting there with a stupid solitaire game or something like that. I, I, I have a, a large folder full of iPhone games that are on there. In fact, that 363 apps, probably a good portion of those are, ga- are games. I don't play most of them, but yeah, it is a huge time waster. And if I should probably delete the, the whole folder anyway, but um, it is, it, I, I, I personally left that off my phone too, off my list of stuff too. I'm not a, you all know, I'm not a gamer. I do have a couple of th- games on my phone. If I am, you know, in the, doctor's office for 45 minutes yeah mm-hmm. but that's the only time i use them so they could come or go mm. you know but i do like fruit ninja yeah there you go. that's very <laughs> that satisfying that one is fun very satisfying uh so yeah well, let's get to what some of our discord users uh, uh offered up um one person they listed three things uh, audible pod kicker which is a podcast app and whatsapp that's uh that's a prepared down list uh another user discord of course uh apple music and ways uh, someone else said a browser and a map. That's that's pretty pared down. Um, and the next one, messages, uh, music slash podcasts, email, a recorder, which I guess like audio recorder, a camera mm-hmm. and Google Docs. Interesting. Um, another one, Office 365 for work, AntennaPod for podcasts, a voice recorder for recording a quick note in the car while listening to podcasts, which is a very useful function. Thank you. Yep. Yes. Uh, ca- a camera, maps, and WhatsApp. And finally, the last one: Gmail, podcast, Twitter, and Libby, which is the uh, the library app for for downloading mm. books. Oh, sure. I didn't put I didn't put the Kindle app on mine. I almost always, if I'm reading, I I, I read almost all eBooks these days, and it's almost always on my Kindle, my physical Kindle. I like to keep that separate from my phone because notifications. <laughs> <laughs> distractions yeah, yeah. so I, I well that's that. and that's the that's the big thing of this whole project is trying to minimize the distractions yep because yeah you're doing something and all of a sudden pop you know? yes <laughs> yes exactly exactly uh that's a whole nother thing we could talk about is what what are the what are the must-have notifications that we allow through that mm-hmm. would be an interesting we can maybe do that in a future discussion uh what yeah. what are the old notifications that we would uh the only oh, that would that's an interesting uh 
folks, let, let us know, actually. Send us in. What, what are the, tell us what your must-have apps or features are on your phone, but also what notifications are musts for you. Uh, yes. And frankly, it's an interesting, I don't know. If, I don't know. That's a good question. I've, I've been carrying a lot be, of mine down to silent. Yeah. Yeah. App and I've been, I think that, and, and taking off the little uh, badges. Oh, badges are terrible. And seeing badges <laughs> yeah. all the time. We don't need no stinking so, badges. <laughs> no, we don't. But I think that would be a good, good subject for another podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Notifications. I think we talked about it once before uh, in the midst of uh, a larger discussion, but I think we need to revisit that. That's for sure. Excellent. Yep. Very good. Good discussion. All right. Before we move on to our headlines, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Karen V, Brett A, Elizabeth K, Nathan C, and Rob P. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So let's talk about some headlines. Our first headline uh, is from the Wall Street Journal. And the headline itself is tech leaders say AI will change what it means to have a job. So there was a Wall Street Journal tech conference recently, and the uh, the president or CEO of OpenAI, which has given us ChatGPT, Sam Altman, uh, among others. But uh, he had a prediction that uh, we're going within the, Next, I think he said the next 10 years, 80% of the jobs that people do today. No, this is actually a different, a different guy at the conference, uh, a venture capitalist. 80% of the jobs that we know of today will be done by AI. And among those, he, he pointed to many types of physicians and accountants as examples of professions that AI could largely supplant. What do you all think of this? From So from a, what do you, uh, let me pose a couple of, uh, questions a do you think he's right b what what do you think this means for uh the dignity of human work from a catholic perspective and c um well yeah let's just go with those those two all right because uh i have other ones that kind of fit in that so do you think he's right 80 percent within 10 years and it, what do you think it means for the dignity of human work father Corey, what do you think of that I, you know, I, I, I wonder if that's maybe too optimistic on his part. I mean, AI is going to start affecting a lot of jobs. You know, there's going to be a lot of things that there, it can automate them a lot easier, you know, where, you know, these are processes that are done manually, where it will help make those processes be more smooth, more fluid. But is it going to be like this big turnover thing? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm. You know, because right now, AI, as it comes out of the gate, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so great. And you've talked about it, Dom, where it doesn't even get your bio correct. Right. right. I mean, it'll get better. But but yeah. So one of the things is we've had these predictions ever since the Industrial Revolution began. You know, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, with the the rise of assembly lines and factories. Oh, these people are going to be out of work. Uh, No one will work. And then. With robots, uh, industrial robots. Oh, robots are going to replace everybody. With no, you know, everyone's no one's going to work. Everyone's going to stay at yep. home. What happens, I think, oftentimes is they do replace some people, but new jobs arise and people go do those things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that, yeah, that he 
one of the things he predicts is like this a future where everyone will get a basic minimum income and we'll spend our days doing creative things that we enjoy. I love the idea of that. I'll make no. podcasts all day if you if I'm you know I'm already doing that for a job, but you know, I'll just hang out and whatever. I don't I don't know. What do you think of Joanne? That's my retirement. And I'm coming up. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, here's I think he's too optimistic. Mm-hmm. But I think if it would to happen in 10 years, in 20 years, that number will backtrack because people will realize taking the human factor out of it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. A, is problematic. I am the wife of an accountant, a lifelong accountant. Okay. My husband has shown me that because of the personal service that he gives his clients or that he, that he has at work, yep. he is much more effective in getting the results needed than if you were just to plug it in, like he always says, yeah, plug it into TurboTax. It'll tell you what, you know, what you owe, but it will not find you everything or tell you what you mm-hmm. should do in the future to avoid right. some yep. of these things. And that's what I know. So I, if you take people out of the equation, like this, the quote was, I believe the need to work in society will disappear in 25 years. Okay. So what's everybody going to do all day? Watch Jerry Springer reruns and eat bonbons. I mean, come Mm. on. People's brains will fly. People need, right. True. People need work. They need the dignity of work. I think that's one of the things I was asking about is, or, you know, in in the opening was there is a, there is a dignity to work. There's a dignity to labor. doesn't mean it has to be hard labor. It doesn't mean, but there's a dignity to do, to doing things that help others that are creative, Mm -hmm. that, that are, you know, that sort of thing. And not everything has to be a paycheck. That's true. Uh, But I think the other thing is like replacing doctors and accountants with AIs. People want to oh. want to deal with people. I don't want to mm-hmm. go to a doctor's office that's just an impersonal AI with a fake personality. And that's what they're trying to mm. do is give them names, give them you know faces, but it's not real. It's not a person. And that there's a difference in that. You know, I, I'm knocking on the door of retirement and looking hard at what do I want to do? Because retirement doesn't mean stop yeah. for me. Right. Retirement just means I have finished my labors in my profession, and now I get to choose more things mm-hmm. to do that benefit others. What can yeah. I do? So I cannot see myself just, I mean, when I'm sick and sitting here, I hate it. Right. So I could not see myself doing that. And none of my friends at the same age or a little older are doing that either. They're all out volunteering. They're all out. They were all out helping others. They were it's a taking part-time job. I have a friend who's 79 who has a part-time job in a, in a golf course because it's what he likes, yet still feels worthy, you know, making something, a little bit of money, feel, so he feels his worth. You can't take that away from the human condition. You do that, you're going to have a society of potato heads. I know that's harsh, but... Yeah. Well, you know, and, and of course, we're not even talking about, there's a lot of manual labor jobs that AI can't do. Right. Right. An AI is not going to come out and fix your toilet when it springs a leak. <laughs> right. Nope. That's the, or whatever. Not, you're not going to farm that field. But, you know, it, it's interesting, though, that they're, they're talking about how AI is going to take over all these jobs. And yet there's a growing movement. And we kind of mock people kind of mock it a little bit of the artisan craftsman or whatever. There is kind of a growing movement of more closer to earth, more handmade, more quality goods and services. 
that people are are looking for if they have the money for it they're looking for it they're tired of the 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 factory product that cranks out 5000 genes in an hour mm-hmm. and the the junk food and stuff like that there is starting to be a movement towards more natural handmade the human touch and so i i i honestly wonder if that if that movement keeps going that'll push back against ai yeah cuz yes ai can make a much more efficient pair of jeans right but you can get better clothes from someone who makes it by hand, you know, stuff like that. And it's, so it's, it's going to be a balance. It's going to be an interesting balance. You know, the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, I mentioned before, he actually pushed back a little bit on the, this prediction and said that, uh, you know, ensuring a basic income won't be enough. People need outlets for creative expression and a chance to, and as he puts it, add something back to the trajectory of the species. And that's, that, that is true. Like people do need to feel like, and, and not just to feel like, they need to be able to do something mm-hmm. for the whole of society, for others, uh, to, to be right. not just productive, but to contribute. People need to, need to be able to contribute, and not just by, you know, going and hanging out by the pool all day, but to do things. Like, and sure, someone may say, Right. AI will take the drudge, the drudge work and you can go do volunteering and uh, go work at the golf course and do the fun things you want to do. And I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with AI replacing the, the drudgery as long as the human factor is most important, as long as the people who would be doing those jobs are given some right. some dignified work to do that they can choose. Well, when you. When you look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church, when it talks about work, and this is just going off the top of my head, it basically says that by our work, we are participating in the creative act that God created by creating the universe. Yes. You know, God began this creative work, and with our human, human labors, we are participating in that. And work has dignity. It has value. And it's not just about getting a paycheck so you can keep a roof over your head and food on your table and clothes on your back. It is about doing things to better humanity. It is better, you know, participating again in that creative work. And yeah, even if your job is to sit at a desk and answer, you know, customer service phone calls, which can be very drudge, oh, yeah. drudgery. I mean, done you it. can get, <laughs> it. it is a very difficult job because all you're doing is sitting there and in many cases getting abused half the day, you know, depending on the job you're working for. But, or if you're the guy who's out there building the cars or doing the plumbing, you know, stuff like that. It, all of it is for the betterment of humanity yeah. and, and to participate again in that creative work that God started. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this before. AI cannot take your job, Father Corey. Right. Fundamentally. People want to. Fundamentally. People want to try it. Confession by AI. Oh, no, no, thank you. No. Can't do it. Nope. Uh, so our next headline, uh, some a little bit related. Uh, this is from Bloomberg. American work from home rates dropped to the lowest since the pandemic. So during, as everyone knows, during the pandemic, everyone worked from home uh, it, mm. uh, if they could work. Uh, and then when things people could go back, a lot of businesses allowed their, especially you know, their white collar workers uh, to work from home all the time, some of the time. And what they're finding is, is that, uh, yeah, as the the top line says, fewer than twenty percent, six percent, fewer than twenty six percent of U.S. households still have someone working remotely at least one day a week. Now that the peak was 37%. So there are a lot of people 
who work this other job that you can't work from home. I mean, it's like that we, we forget sometimes uh, uh, when I say we like media and others forget how many people do jobs that require you to put your hands on something somewhere else. But of the types of jobs that where you could work from home, where you could work as long as you have a computer and a phone line, you know, you, you can d- get your work done. Mm-hmm. Um, those numbers have been dropping. Now, it's interesting. The places where it's not dropping are in the big tech cities, Seattle, Boston, San Francisco, that sort of thing. But, yep. um, it's, you know, we've seen the, 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 those numbers drop. And uh, they, they point out a lot of New York City workers abandoned the city during the pandemic, moved to Connecticut and New Jersey. Um, they're not moving moving back. They're now commuting back. What do you all think of this? Mm. Is this? Is this a positive or a negative it look, I've always worked from home at some point in my career. Mm. Okay. It's just the way either I didn't have an office in the beginning or now with the pandemic and, and, and distance. For me, it's, it's cheaper to work two days at home than to go into my office at the parishes and sit there and nobody comes to see me and sit right. in my office for six hours and then drive. It's, so it's 45 minutes each way. So it's like, you know, it's easier for me to sit home and do these things, which is why I have the, the phone on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, as long as you are disciplined and as long as you are working, then I can see the upside to it. The downside to it is the parishioners who always want you there. You know, they come mm-hmm. to drop in and you are not there. Well, Joanne's never in her office. Did Joanne actually work? You know, yeah, Joanne right. actually works, but she's there when, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, she's there on the weekend. She's there at nights for meetings. She's there. If you do have want to see her during the day, just takes a phone call and we'll make an arrangement. But I think from a, from a psychological point of view too, this has helped me stay doing this type of work longer. Because mm. if I was doing that traveling every single day, I'd be wanting to retire a lot earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, well, of course, Joanne. Now you know how priests feel. Ah, <laughs> is priests ever around? Does he, yeah. Does he work? Yeah. You're, you're yeah, at the golf course exactly. all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> I wish. Um, well, of course, you know I work from home because my office is in my rectory. Right. Huh. You know my personal office is in my rectory, but then of course you know I've got the church itself. But I, I can see both sides. You know, working from home is is great, you know, part time when, you know, you do have jobs where, frankly, you know, like if you're working on IT or something like that, where everything you do can be done from home, you don't have to be in the office most of the time. Okay, but there is also the personal connections that, you know, I, I, I think this is one lesson we did learn from the pandemic is locking everybody down and keeping everybody from going out and seeing other people was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was an awful thing. And even jobs, there's, a, you know, there's times when, you know what, sometimes it's better just have an in-person meeting and hash it out. You don't have the technical, logical issues. You don't have the, oh, I can't talk. I can't. I'm having issues. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, people are distracted. No, you're in the room. You're sitting down. You're talking about it. And there's that physical connection. And same thing with, with a lot of jobs. There's a lot of jobs where. Having that physical connection might not be a necessity for your job, but it definitely helps the job. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And that is the biggest downside. It's the one thing I've had now that the pandemic is, you know, on an even keel. Mm. I make myself go out, even if I'm working from home, because I mm. have to get out during 
day. If I don't, yeah. you start to feel the claustrophobia and mm-hmm. or whatever other phobia there is, a fear of going outside. The isolation. Yeah. The yeah. Agor- oh, agoraphobia. Yeah. Agoraphobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The agoraphobia. It's, it's a real thing and it's, you have to do it. And so, but again, you have to weigh it. And I think if people can work at home, if it does work for them. If they do work, mm-hmm. then there's a big upside to that. If you can't, then go in the office. My last office job uh, was similar to what you said, Jim. And I, I, I worked an hour away from where I live uh, and drive in through the city of Boston. So some days God it was you. an hour and a half to two hours to get home. And I would go there, sit in an office and talk to see no one all day and then come back. It was an entirely pointless exercise. I could everything I could I did. I could do at home uh, and that drew, drove me a little batty. And it's interesting I with SQPN. Everyone that I work with is remote. I I've never been mm-hmm. in the same room with Jimmy Aiken. <laughs> like maybe I don't <laughs> think we've ever been in the same state at any point uh, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've worked together for all these years. So it can happen. It can work. But I also have my family and I have outside interests and I go do things. So mm-hmm. it is important for that. But I think, you know, for a lot of there's a lot of waste, wasted time in offices. Uh, when I worked for the Archdiocese and worked in other office environments, there was a lot of people who stopped by or meetings that could have been an email and all that sort of stuff. And frankly, I think it, I, I like the idea of more remote, more fewer people on the road commuting, all that sort of stuff. But if companies want people to want to be back in the office, they need, need to do something about the distractions and the nonsense that make being in an mm-hmm. office a pain in the neck. Uh, that, that'll, that'll yeah. go a long way to that. Here's what I tell everybody. You can waste time in an office or at home or <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's, if you're going to waste your time, you're wasting the time. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say with, with offices, this, this idea now of the open seating where, uh, you know, now that you can do you know, profiles and everything, you, you literally, you just, you pick whatever chairs open and sit down. You don't have a desk. Oh, right. That's yours. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one big one. Yeah. Well, open seating too, as far as you don't even have cubicles anymore. Yeah. No, that one is super is distracting to me. I couldn't work in an environment like that. Uh, all right. So our third headline is from Ars Technica, and it says that Android will now scan side-loaded apps for malware at install time. So Google has a new feature in Android that will, as they put it, the world outside Google's walled garden I, th- I never thought I'd see or hear those those three words together. As no rules at all, it offers a countless number of questionable apps available for sideloading to help combat the surge of sideloaded malware. Google Play can now pop up a malware scanner at install time if it decides the app you're trying to sideload is interesting. Good. What do you think of this, Father Corey, as the Android user on this panel? That that's great because I mean, that, that's that's been a uh, sideloading has been a big feature of Android. You know, the, Google has made it clear that they won't have a real walled garden you know i i think that was ars technica was being snarky yeah. with that one yeah. <laughs> i you know um I, I, looking at the actually the bio of the guy he, he specializes in android os and google products so i have a feeling that was like a, a apple poke 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 <laughs> you know um but it, being able to sideload is actually a really big feature for android um because you can have apps that for whatever reason, either for legitimate reasons or not so legitimate reasons, don't go through Android's Pay Store. And maybe you don't want to go through Android's Play Store. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that's a good thing, especially to be able to scan them because, you know, we, we know that that's an issue for, you know, even with Apple, you can find viruses that get through the Apple scanners. Well, or even just but, uh, malicious apps that don't necessarily have viruses or malware, but they're just, yep. they're money scams that Apple yep. lets through. Yeah, yeah. And, and when people report it, they still don't take them out. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's I, I think it's a good thing that they have that available. Um, yeah. And it, you can turn it off. Which, you know, again, that that's, you, you know, if you want to take the risk and, and disclosure, I haven't sideloaded an app on my phone in years. So, I mean, right. I don't use it, but it, it is a good feature to have available because there have been times when apps have been removed by both Apple and Google and they are legitimate apps. They just don't happen to have the right political background. Right. Shall we say? Or or even just, uh, well, that's that's one or like they're in a dispute with the with them, like Epic Games and Fortnite famously with yep. apple and and that sort of thing so um yeah they said uh the potentially harmful app install rate inside the store versus outside the, the google play store um is, is much higher you're 20 times more likely to get malware mm-hmm. if you sideload an app outside the play store so uh it's a good feature to have something that scans it uh you know yep. just so you're doing i mean it doesn't say you can't install it it's just so you're fully aware um so I think that's I think having awareness is better than not having awareness. So that's good. Yep. Excellent. All right. So those are our headlines. Why don't we move on to our uh, picks of the week? And Father Corey, why don't you go first with your pick of the week? So with my pick, I have to do a standard disclaimer. I am not an eye doctor. I never have been. I've never played one on TV. So my advice is merely from someone who has used a service and really liked it. Um, <laughs> your, your mileage may vary. So I, I do wear contacts, although, you know, if you watch Secrets of Doctor Who and Secrets of Star Trek on YouTube, I usually am wearing my glasses because I haven't put my contacts in yet that morning. But um, I do wear contacts and I use 1-800-CONTACTS to order them because it's online subscription, all that good stuff. Well, one thing they have available is an online renewal exam. Now, it's a renewal exam. You're, you have to do an initial exam with a doctor, with an eye doctor, and upload that, and then they can give you your contacts. But every two years, you need to renew your prescription. Well, they have an online exam where you can go in and using an app on your phone. I know this is kind of funny talking about an, another app you have to put on your <laughs> right, phone. Right. But you set your phone 10 feet away, and it's really cool where it uses your camera to estimate what 10 feet is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, my back wall is exactly 10 feet from my <laughs> my monitor. So that works. Okay. And you do the, you know, read these letters and you read it out loud and it uses voice to text to, you know, voice capture to do it. And then, you know, cover your left eye, cover your right eye and all that kind of stuff. And it basically all it does is you're wearing your contacts and says, yep, your contact prescription is still good. It does. They say go to an actual ophthalmologist to look at the results of the, the exam. And then they just say, yep, you can get a new set of contacts. It takes like 10 minutes. It's really easy. It was like 20 bucks, much cheaper than actually going and doing a full exam. Now, again, you aren't going to get the physical stuff that they do. You know, like when they dilate your eyes so they can look in the back of your, your, you know, your rods and cones and all that. Look at the back of your eyeball. They don't get the, you know, the, it does a little bit of a surface scan where it makes you look left, look right, look up, look down. Right. And it takes pictures as it does that. So that helps. It does some of that, but it doesn't give you the full range that you're going to get if you actually go to an an eye doctor. So that there is that if you've got concerns about that, that you need to go to an actual eye doctor for. But just for a quick renewal of your 
prescriptions it's great i don't imagine my eye doctor would be would be in favor of this thing because it's taking work away from them uh but it's another one of those things where you're like oh ai taking away jobs i mean this isn't ai per se but you can see where instead of the doctor reviewing it they have an ai do a first screening then they send it to a doctor to review it or something but uh, i I think it's fascinating use of technology and i really it's kind of it is kind of cool that they can do this um, this is like when I did the audiograms where I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I set up an audio model of my hearing to optimize the sound coming out of my iPhone through my, you know, my AirPods. This right. is another way of doing, of of using the tool for that. Um, kind of fascinating. I wonder if the Apple Vision Pro will have something like that at some point, you know, because it's right there Probably. on your head. Uh, would be interesting. Um, excellent. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, Joanne, what's your pick this week? Well, I'm going to get us all started on the Christmas shopping <laughs> because if you are in the um, market for headphones, especially Apple headphones, you need to run, not walk to Amazon <laughs> and get the AirPod Pro second generations. Now, this was on my Christmas list and my husband decided to get it early because they were on sale, but then mm. he decided to give them to me. Oh, your husband's like me. I, I can never hold on to a gift to yeah, give on the day. Yeah, you can hold on to it. I, I can do that all day long. In fact, I have a closet with his Christmas presents in it right now. But these are normally $249. they are down to $199. And I don't know how long this is going to start. In fact, all of the Apple headphones on Amazon are discounted, even the Macs. Yeah. So... But I am two days with these things, and I'm totally enamored with them because between the adaptive um i gotta get, get the terms right joanne um so we know what we're saying adaptive here. audio yep. the adaptive audio is incredible yeah and the noise cancellation is- i've never had noise cancellation oh, yeah. headphones before and i i had my washer on and i couldn't hear the washer yeah the, at all the airpods noise cancellation is fantastic in fact um that's what got convinced my wife melanie that i need that i needed to get her some because i let her use my airpods once uh you know while she was cooking or whatever uh because there was like all this noise and the kids in the background and the washer going and and she put him in and it's like oh silence like this is i mean it's not complete (laughs) silence but it knocks away so much noise um i wear them when i take my kids to scouts I wear them, you know, because the parents often wait on the side. I wear them because of the noise of the kids, you know, being scouts. Uh, right. And it's just so much better. Um, it, it covers it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I am. I am totally, totally enamored with it. The transparency mode is very good because when my husband starts talking, I need to pay attention because he's always like, take those out of your ears. Right. Um, but now I can actually have a conversation with him without having That's to great. take them out. Right. Um, they have something called personalized volume. And I started to know, and I, my Power Beats Pro had these. And I got used to that where it, when it puts it in, it not only remembers, but then it will adjust mm. depending on, right. you know, some, sometimes what the room is, what the room is also. We got me these because, and this is horrible, we have, my husband, who likes to watch TV very loud, but it's not a program I want to watch. Yep. So I'll go on my iPad, which is not a problem, but I can't block out what he's listening to. Right. 
Right. Mm. So this that's does why it. we got them. Nice. And I'll tell you, they're worth the price because of have. And now I've had the regular ones. Now I, I've had these, and I've had the Power Beats. And I'll tell you, these are the ones. The pros. They're they're, they're worth the price. They yeah. do as much as you need them to do. And the only problem you come with is you might lose them because they're smaller. Yeah. You're getting you getting wrap around. They don't wrap around your ear, but they do come with the four earbuds, and those are wonderful. They stick like glue in there. The tips are so four different sizes. The tips are, yeah. Yeah, yep. and that's, you know, just for that, people should go to the pro, because trying to get those other ones in your ears, they tend to fall off. And they're so uncomfortable. So let me it, let me mention ahead. what which ones are. So they have this Apple Air, the AirPods Pro second gen. These are the ones yeah. we're talking about. Normally $249, 50 bucks off, $199. The regular AirPods third gen, those are normally one sixty nine. They're on sale for one forty nine, so twenty bucks off. They still sell the AirPods second generation. Those are normally one twenty nine. Those are thirty bucks off at ninety nine. That's okay. Um, Air, if like you like kids, you want to get kids some because kids tend to lose things. But if they they really want AirPods, that would be the one. AirPods Max, which is the over the ear ones, which are super expensive and frankly I think overpriced, mm. but they're normally five fifty, five forty nine. They're on sale for four seventy nine, so that's eighty right. bucks off. So that's right. Am I might get them seventy bucks off. So that's um that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, this is the timing. I know we haven't gotten into our picks for Christmas yet, but folks, if you're looking for it, this is the time to get them. Yeah, because they're on sale now. Yeah, we're doing. We're going to do our annual uh, tradition of um uh, Christmas episodes where we give you gift ideas, tech techy gift ideas. So. Um, but this is consider this a preview uh, of that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let me give you my pick of the week. Mine is uh, so I, I bought a Steam Deck earlier this year and uh, loving it. Uh, but games are expensive. And so uh, and I wanted to play all the Star Wars games and my kids all wanted to play the Star Wars games. So what do I do? Well, I could go out and buy them all. Uh, like I said, expensive or EA, which which has the Star Wars games as well as others, uh, has a, a subscription called EA Play. And for about $5 a month or $30 a year, you can get uh, unlimited access to a collection of our best loved games, as they say. Uh, so their most popular games, you may not get the most recent games. Like uh, we have Jedi Fallen Order that we can play, but not yet Jedi Survivor, which is the new one that just came out. But my kids are playing Battlefront. They're playing Jedi Fallen Order. Um you know, you get Madden NFL, you got FIFA, the soccer one, you get a whole bunch of stuff, uh, all for five bucks a month, which is a pretty darn good deal. And, uh, mm-hmm. and or 30 bucks a year, which is an even better deal. Frankly, I should, uh, I should make sure I switch. Make sure, I got to go back and look and make sure it's, that's, uh, the uh, deal I've got because 30 bucks a year is much cheaper <laughs> than five bucks a month. Um, so, yep. um, and, uh, by the way, did you also put a link in? To the, uh, I just put the link directly to uh, the actual Steam store. Ah, okay. Instead of the EA Play, um, because that's e- that's the easiest way to do it. Because of course EA wants you to use their app. They want you to use the EA stuff, yeah. and not the Steam stuff. And I, I'm actually I'm kind of curious about this because you said it like the the uh, Star Wars games work on the Steam Deck. Well, that's a big oh yeah deal because traditionally, even though the games will actually run under Proton, which is the 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 emulation system or they're not emulator wine is not an emulator but, whatever um yeah. the 
the API layer, that's the term they use, yep. between the game and Linux, which the Steam Deck runs on, uh, EA has always had trouble, has made that difficult to do. And so, because they would have their own origin app and everything you had to use. Right. Um, but now if, if it's got it where you can run these games on directly from Steam oh, yeah. on the, it's, that's amazing. That's fantastic. So a couple things with that is um, Jack Barzini, who's one of our panelists, gave me uh, access to um, a little uh, app and utility you can install in your Steam Deck that that uh, makes everything run a little better. It sort of a, it tunes mm-hmm. it a little bit. Uh, so that worked. And it was a little bit at first, there was a little bit of issue getting the EA stuff working. I had to look up, a you know, but it's I think it's better now. I think they've improved the functionality with Steam um, and. Um, yeah, and, and EA Play isn't just for Steam. I should point out you can get it um, on your, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. It will work on all of those different things. Yep. Uh, but I don't have any of those. I have a Steam Deck, and it works great. And and like I said, some of the games are a little older. Madden twenty two instead of Madden twenty four. However, you do get access to new releases up to for up to ten hours. So you can play Madden twenty four on the EA play. And then you could buy it if you want. I mean, there's no, it's not preventing you from going and just buying the new games, which is, I think what they'd love for you to do. Um, so just, uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend it if you've got a steam deck, um, or even just a, a, one of the other consoles, uh, it's a nice opportunity to get access to those games for cheap money. Excellent. So those are our picks of the week and that's it from us. We would love to get your feedback on anything we discussed today. And you can do so by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. You can send an email to technology at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes on starquest.fm slash tec234. Uh, that's Tech 234. Follow The Secrets of Tech in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app, on YouTube, where you should hit the bell to get notifications, and for a little while on Google Podcasts, but who knows how long that'll last. <laughs> and until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Technology. Thank you, Dom. Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. <laughs>